0: All right.
1: Would you like to count us down? In five, four,
0: three, two.
1: Let's go, Steven. <laughs> is this is that
0: end credit song. I don't know if it's in the movie or not.
1: No End credits for the first movie.
0: I think Yeah, I think so. I don't want to be in I don't want to live my life again. All right, take it away. Welcome to episode 89 of Santa Mira After Dark. I'm Jeremy. I'm Steven. And uh, what are we talking about today on this fine program?
1: We're talking about the critically acclaimed Pet Cemetery 2. Yes.
0: Uh, it's funny because I hear your dog in the background.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: <laughs> just can't handle, the, uh, can't handle the conversation about Pet Cemetery 2. Um yeah, so Pet Cemetery 2 uh stars decided to leave the room <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Pet Cemetery 2 stars Edward Furlong, Anthony Edwards, uh Jason McGuire, and uh Clancy Brown really uh really trying his best in this movie. Um do you, uh, did, did you recognize Clancy Brown from a previous episode? No, but
1: every time I see him in the in this movie. I mean, I haven't seen this movie in forever, but he reminds me of the guy from Home Alone.
0: Oh yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, he plays. Um, <laughs> not exactly sure who. Uh, might be Nancy's father or something in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake.
2: Oh,
0: I'm not exactly sure. He he's one of those actors, like kind of like Malcolm McDowell, who will pretty much do uh, whatever movie you put in front of him.
1: Well, never known straight remake. I just kind
2: of shunned. Forgot it exists,
1: even the episode would be.
0: (laughs) Yeah, try to forget that we even recorded an episode on that thing. Yeah. um, But yeah, uh, we got Edward Furlong in here, Anthony Edwards, Clancy Brown, Jace McGuire, uh, directed by Mary Lambert, which, to my surprise, also directed the first Pet Cemetery. Mm. Uh, Which is, um, I mean, there's a reason, but it's weird that it's the same director and they're both like totally different movies. Um, Yeah. And and that reason being is that (laughs) Stephen King was heavily involved in the first movie. And on this movie, he was not. (laughs) Um, You
1: know, watching it, I looked up. I was like, I wonder what Stephen King thinks of this movie. And he didn't. He didn't want it to be made.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that he read the script like a little bit and couldn't bear as much reading. as he could. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. I really like this movie. Um, I don't know about you, but I think I have some like heavy nostalgia glasses with this movie. And yeah. Like out of the three Pet Cemetery movies, I think this is by far the best one. Oh, um, and <laughs> I, I've only seen the original one once. I've seen this one like a handful of times, and I only saw the remake once, and I didn't care for it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm like a a big fan of this movie for absolutely no good reason. Um, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I, I I don't know. It just gives me like. This uh, this good vibe, and I I don't quite understand cause I'm I'm aware how how dumb it is, and how bad it is, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it's um, it, it's uh it's it's a fun time. Um, word Furlong, uh, you know he's uh probably the weakest part of this movie. Um, I don't know if you if you know him too well, but he was in uh. Terminator 2, uh, American History X, and oh, okay. He was in um, uh, the Night of the Demons remake. Uh, I, to- I totally did not recognize him in Night of the Demons. Is it uh, like it was as he was an adult and yeah. Yeah, you know, I guess those are the movies that he eventually found himself in. But um, yeah, he's by far the weakest part of this movie. But uh Clancy Brown just go and like bananas in the second half of this movie kind of saves the whole thing. Um it's it, it it's really dumb. It's it's way over the top, but you know, I'm a big fan of it. And and I like the the contrast between this and the first movie because I guess the 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 plan for this movie was to have the Point of view be from the kids,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the first movie is very much like the point of view from the adults. So I maybe because I saw this when I was like ten years old or something, and it it does follow, um, you know, the kids' point of view. Maybe that's why I have like the nostalgia glasses from this yeah. movie. But um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know that nostalgia is uh blinding. So it's um. It, it it definitely makes me love this movie a lot more than I probably would if I saw it today. Because, like I said, I am aware how dumb it is, but it's just a really fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, what, what do you think of Pet Cemetery 2? I mean, I like it. I think. Or, well, I also like the first one. And I like the remake.
2: Oops.
1: Yeah. I don't know which one would be my favorite.
2: Probably. Probably the,
1: I almost want to say the remake, but I'm not sure yet, of the three. I mean, I like this one, but they, it's like they keep, it's one of those movies where, you know, they keep mentioning the things that happened in the first one. So I was like, oh, I want to see the first one now, because that's like almost the better movie. Kind of like the same opinion I had Nightmare on Street 2.
2: Yeah. Okay. But they
1: keep mentioning Nancy, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I should probably see that movie instead." <laughs> but well,
0: it's like, it's like, "Oh, I want to watch the Night on Street movies that Nancy's in instead of this one."
1: <laughs> not as extreme though, because this yeah. one's not bad. I
2: mean, I like it. It could have been a whole lot
1: worse. It's definitely not the worst Stephen King movie.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I mean. I even like this more than uh the the nineteen nineties movie. But I, I almost wouldn't even include this in like a Stephen King movie. It's almost like mm-hmm. how Children of the Corn spawned a franchise and Yeah. You know, like Salem's Lot got a sequel. Um I'm I'm sure there's a ton, ton other ones. Like sometimes they come back got a sequel. Um know things like that like like this is not a stephen king movie by any means um it's more so that they just kind of took the premise of the pet cemetery and just kind of built upon that but
1: uh a sequel sequel to a stephen king story
0: yeah that that, that's all it is um i mean they they kind of worked around like i mean like in in the the 2000s when re- when remakes were a thing they kind of worked around saying that like well, this, is, this isn't this is a remake of The Hills Have Eyes 2 this is a sequel to The Hills Have Eyes remake uh-huh. so yeah um, yeah I mean I guess we can kind of delve into spoilers a little bit um, now that we kind of you know got a, our initial thoughts out of the way we can kind of delve into spoilers Um the funny thing about this movie well, covering this movie is is that um we weren't really sure what we were gonna record next week. Um yeah. there were a couple options. Like we kind of just accidentally happened to see Terrifier two in the same weekend. Like yeah. within within the the same day of each other. So that might be the next episode. We wanted to do trick or treat. And we wanted to do the Halloween ranking as well. So we'll, we'll do something next week. I, I know that. I don't know what, but. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm leaning toward Terrifier 2.
0: Okay. Yeah, but the, the funny thing about it is in this and in Terrifier 2, there's a very gross scene involving mashed potatoes in it. <laughs> and oh, yeah. It, it's funny that it it's just a weird coincidence that it just happened to. It's almost like the episodes are kind of. uh setting up the next one because <laughs> well this
1: scene episode... was actually way more gross than the terrifier one
0: oh yeah um, but it's funny because <laughs> the last episode kind of set this one up because
1: because the first half or the first portion <laughs> is like a Halloween movie
0: and then it's an election season movie <laughs> <laughs> and yeah this movie it's like a half hour into it it's like oh it's Halloween for a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um let me we'll 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 uh delve into uh spoilers now. We didn't talk over the uh I was, was expecting there. it this time. Oh good. So yeah, I mean some some uh things that we liked and didn't like about Pet Cemetery too. Uh the, the, the funny thing about it, I was I was looking at the IMDB trivia. Mm-hmm. So so Jason McGuire, who played Brew in this movie, I'm just going to read it word for word. I don't know if you read this yet. It Mm-mm. said, was very shy and timid starring in a motion picture since he had only done elementary school plays and never had any other acting experience. When he met 14-year-old Edward Furlong, who plays Jeff Matthews and starred in Terminator 2, Edward immediately became his best friend and mentor,
1: <laughs> oh.
0: and uh, that is why Jason McGuire never starred in any other movie in his life. <laughs> oh, um,
1: <laughs>
0: I mean Edward Furlong is not a, a a bad actor or anything. It's just oh, and um, I will say Jason McGuire did play in two other films. So he was in Pet Cemetery Two, where he plays. Drew obviously, and Drew was picked on for being, um, you know, chubby kid. Mm-hmm. He was in the movie Leap of Faith. His role was tough kid. And he was in Forrest Gump, and his role was fat teen. So, oh my god! <laughs> like this this, this, this poor kid. It, like two of his three movies, he's just playing a fat guy. That's uh,
2: it's, that's disheartening. <laughs> But, um, and as of the way it, the kid in it was bullied,
0: yeah, yeah, th- th- that has to be rough, especially when you're like a teenager, and you just get these rules where you just have to be fat, yeah. I wonder what Jason uh, McGuire is up to nowadays. Hopefully, he's okay. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, we would love to have you as a guest. We'll do some commentary on Pet Cemetery, too. <laughs>
1: Yes. Um, Might as well bring Edward Furlong too.
0: Yeah, since you guys are best friends, bring him along too.
1: <laughs> well, they were.
0: I'm sure they're not anymore. Um. But yeah, I'm pet like cemetery. To think the
1: friendship remains. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Would you say?
1: I like to think the friendship remains at least, even yeah, if they're ho- not best friends. Yeah, hopefully.
0: Um. Yeah. So, pet cemetery two. Um. No, oh, I I kind of have a soft spot for when movies do this. Like they did it in New Nightmare. Where it's like it kind of it kind of teases you and it starts off um it, it makes you think we're in like a different time period. And uh-huh. and it just does like a total fake out and it's like you know we're um you no, know, we're on the set of a movie now and it's uh I don't know. It it it's something that's it's really dumb, but I mean, like two of the times I saw it in here and in New Nightmare, for some reason it works. Um, you know this um this actress, her name is in the movie is Renee Renee Hallow. Uh, she is record or she's filming a uh, this like C grade movie that looks absolutely horrible. Yeah, and it's it's very unrealistic <laughs> that this would happen because i'm sure like this this film studio is not paying for a metal gate to even be here but she somehow gets electrocuted and cuz I, I guess some guy is just like dripping water or something and kind of just
1: i guess the whole budget went in that gate
0: yeah well well no the the budget went to the gate and the budget the budget went to potatoes we'll, we'll get there um... Well, the budget for the
1: movie in the movie
0: Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, because, like, it's a C-grade horror film, and, yeah, that I feel like they wouldn't... Maybe would just had, like, a plastic gate or something, they wouldn't be going all out like this. Um, yeah. Another parallel between this and Wes Craven's new nightmare is that this actress dies, and it's like she... At her funeral, the media is there, and, like, the paparazzi.
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah.
0: And it's, like, this is just, like, a, a C-grade actress. Like, the paparazzi's not going to her funeral. Uh, almost like Heather Leggenkamp in New Nightmare. Like, she is... <laughs> I feel like we, we just talked about this on the last episode. Yeah. It might have been off the air, but we just talked about this, that she is, um, like, a, uh, an A-list actress in that movie, and she has to go on talk shows to, t- to, t- <laughs> to talk about the... 10 year anniversary of a nightmare on Elm Street which which would not happen but it's still funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um definitely, definitely wouldn't be a thing.
0: No. Um Yeah, another funny thing Ed- Edward Furlong uh seemingly was in the process of his like voice dropping in this or like his voice changing in this movie because he's in Terminator Two as well, like his his voice is absolutely annoying in both movies. Like he has to do this screaming, and it's like his voice is cracking, and mm-hmm. it's just yeah, it it's just annoying. So, uh, one thing that I would like to point out, I guess, is that they talk about this. Um, well, they they show that the the maid in this movie. So for some reason. Jeff and his father Chase, they have to move back to Maine for some reason. After the death of um Renee, they move back to Maine. they have to they bury her body in Maine for some reason. They move there. Her
1: stomping grounds, I guess. <laughs> they,
0: they, they move back there. They have a maid who has like this weird obsession with Renee, but they don't really do anything with it. It's like mm-hmm. at 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 one point she talks about how oh like oh she wore that dress to the Emmys, and then on like on another another scene she's kind of dressing as uh, as Renee, and it, it's like that. It 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 doesn't go anywhere is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Maybe it's like something that um. Maybe it's just that when Renee does inevitably come back, that she has to have somebody to kill, I guess. Maybe.
1: Yeah, we just need up the body count. Well, I know the movie is missing. You know how in the first one, the, um, the wife's sister was like this little tiny plot in the movie. It didn't really go anywhere, but it was like creepy. So th- that movie had it too, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, like just this little this little character that is here just to um just to be here.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I, I don't know, but um they always do this thing in in horror movies and it's they, they do it in the in the child's play um TV series as well, like when, when when a parent dies or something, like the the bullies in the school have to make fun of the kid and they do it here yeah. for some reason. And it's like I don't think that's how bullies work, you know.
1: Yeah, that child's play scene. There, uh...
0: I forget exactly how they do it in that movie, but it... that was
1: like that was like the worst um, bullying ever. With with yeah. that topic, and he became friends with her in the show, and I still think about that sometimes.
0: Oh, I didn't even get that far into the. Uh... <laughs> Into the show to even see that they became friends. But yeah. Do you yeah remember I also think movie?
1: about that sometimes. I'm like. Wait you bullied him horribly.
0: <laughs> yeah I feel like when you bully somebody. For having like a dead mother or something. Like that's. Um, you know you kind of. Cross the line and you're, you guys won't won't be friends. But Yeah. Um, yeah so. I mean for some reason. Jeff in this movie he. He. He brings a cat to school and it's like first off your mother was just murdered um not murdered but she died um you you're new to the school and it's like oh i'm gonna bring a cat with me to school and hide it in my coat all day first off that cat is not gonna stay quiet and no you're already an easy target because you're new and it's like oh let me just give them a reason to to pick on me even more (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know, the, the bullies in this movie are so like over the top, kind of like what we just said. And they um it's like I I forget exactly what they say, but it's like have you have you ever seen a cat run or something? Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. Like have you ever yeah. seen have you ever seen a cat run? And Jeff's like, like obviously he's like, Yeah. And he's like he's like, Well, how about like this? And they kind of just get into like the slowest like chase that I've ever seen in my life. And like, I guess this is how we're introduced to the pet cemetery in this movie. Cause they have to set it up or something. Yeah. They drive past the Creed house, which is a totally different house than it was in the first movie. Um, Pretty funny. Cause uh, Stephen King actually made sure that they shot the first movie in Maine. And in this movie, they were shooting it in Georgia. So it's a totally different house. Totally different pet cemetery. Everything looks totally different. Um, Clancy Brown is even the only one doing a main accent in this movie, <laughs> and in okay. the fir- in the first movie, I guess Stephen King, you know, is somewhat of a competent filmmaker, and he, um, you know, decided to try to keep everybody talking in a main accent to the best that they can, and then Clancy Brown was the only one who carried this over into the second movie. Uh it's it's and it, it's almost like they treat first Pet Cemetery as if it took place like thirty years ago.
1: Yeah, it's almost like an urban legend.
0: Yeah, and it's like the first movie came out in nineteen eighty nine, this movie came out in nineteen ninety two, and that's like what headstones in the movie say that it's nineteen ninety two. So it's only yeah. it's only three years ago. You know, most of the town is gonna remember like when the dead started coming back to life. Like, all I have to do is bury them in the old Indian graveyard.
1: Unless it was hidden from public record. People heard about it.
0: I don't know, because th- the house caught on fire or something, didn't it? So...
1: I don't think theirs did in the first one.
0: Oh, yeah, it obviously was, wouldn't be theirs, because the house is still standing, but... I don't know, I feel like this is too big of an event for this to um kind of be kept under the rug like that. But I don't know. It, it it is pretty funny to hear them talk about it as as if they're not sure if it happened. Like it's just urban legend that you can bury stuff in the pet cemetery and they come back. <laughs> um Yeah, so he um so the the bullies like kind of um they, they they also pull a, a terrible prank on him, and it's like, oh, the cat's head got stuck in the, the tires, and it broke its neck and whatever, and we had to bury it. Yeah. Uh, first off, it's like, no, you didn't, because you were only... Over there for, like, seconds. You were only 30 seconds ahead of me, but... Yeah. And it's like, this kid just lost his mom, and now you're saying you accidentally killed his cat. Like, that's not cool. Um... I felt like this might have been a way to kind of um, pretty much just get them in, into the pet cemetery but yeah it might have been like a tease to be like oh the like we think the cat is coming back but then it you know it's obviously okay because when Jeff goes into the pet cemetery it's just kind of locked in a cage and you know I don't yeah. know how they had time to do all that Yeah, I, I don't know um another thing I wanted to point out is that the music in this movie is absolutely horrible. Uh, <laughs> it's like this was like when grunge music just came out. So yeah. it's like whenever there's a chase scene and whatnot, you have them kind of uh playing grunge music, like that one song, it's like I wanna die just like Jesus Christ. And it's like that doesn't oh, yeah. like that doesn't fit in here at all. <laughs>
1: No, it really doesn't. That's that's during,
0: <laughs> that's during a car chase. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and th- this the movie car chase. Yeah, the car chase. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, and I, I don't know. You can very much tell that the, the first Pet Cemetery like had a bigger budget and was yeah. a, was a theatrical release and this movie was, like, straight to video. Um, which I don't quite understand how that happened, because from what I gathered, the first Pet Cemetery was, like, a big... Um, you know, like, a, a, a big success. So I don't understand how this went straight to video. It, um, yeah. See, I thought
1: it had a movie or a theatrical
0: release. Especially when you have Edward Furlong in here who was just in Terminator 2, I feel like you have to kind of uh you know, take the risk and put this in theaters for that. But
1: yeah. I mean it feels like a straight to DVD.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and the first time I saw it it was like on Sci-Fi or like AMC Fear Fest or something and that mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, yeah, this This definitely feels like it went straight here. (laughs) Like uh kind of like that Slumber Party massacre that came out last year on sci-fi. Oh yeah. Feels like one of those. Like it was just straight to sci-fi or something.
1: Nothing wrong with those type of movies though, because some of them could be good.
0: Yeah, like this one. (laughs) Yeah. And then other (laughs) other times you get like Hellraiser Revelations or something like that.
1: I know um, I've seen good ones. I just can't think of any right now.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about uh uh Clancy Brown's character Gus in this movie. So, mm-hmm. like, like Gus, like we said earlier, he is very much the the glue that's holding this thing together. Um, I feel like without mm-hmm. without him, this movie would be, you know, a lot worse than it already is.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. You know, I, I even got like Jack Nicholson vibes in The Shining. Don't know if oh, they
1: made sure it. to show that little um paying tribute to him.
0: Uh you talk about like doesn't he break when through he through broke
1: the door, the door down and his yeah head went through.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I now you
1: could may or may not consider this a Stephen King movie, but I noticed that some of the Stephen King movies reference that scene in particular. And it's funny because Stephen King didn't like that movie.
0: Yeah. Um, but they, it was
1: in It Chapter 2 when um, I think it was Bev was like stuck in this vision. And then Henry, like Kid Henry, popped through the door and
2: said, here's Johnny. Yeah. Um...
1: I always like when they pay a tribute to that scene because it's iconic.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, they even put it in, like, a Doctor Sleep poster. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like when you put it in a Stephen King film, it's probably just too much on the nose. Um, they did it in one of the Chucky movies, too. I can't remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. Feels like it belongs in Seed of Chucky.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like they did it in that. But um, but I, I
1: always want all the Stephen King movies to be in the same universe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. As a lot of his books do take place in the same universe too. Um, mm-hmm. they even I, I, I forget what book it is, but they mention like somebody's driving down the street or something, and they see a clown in a sewer, and it's just like a random Stephen King book. And yeah, like I love that he. But yeah,
1: even in the new pet cemetery, at the um, at the kid's birthday party you hear somebody in the background talking about a dog that went crazy. And then they said some, or when they were driving on the freeway in a scene, it said Dairy Maine was so many miles away.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love those, uh, like Stephen King Easter eggs, but yeah, I feel like when you, yeah, when you do that particular scene in a Stephen King property, I feel like you're kind of, uh, <laughs> I'm getting too much on the nose, but yeah. But yeah. So uh, Clancy Brown, uh, his character Gus, um, he—I I guess his profession is that he's a sheriff for one, and he also breeds rabbits, which is Breed,
1: yeah, breeds rabbits and sells them.
0: Yeah. Um, I like when he. Introduces himself to Chase and Jeff because uh, uh, Drew's dog got bit by one of the rabbits. Um, that that uh-huh. kind of that kind of sets up what happens later. But <clears throat> uh, he he's like he's like, hey Jeff, your 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 mom was a nice girl. <clears throat> me and her, <laughs> me and her went to everything together.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, they were dating or something. Yeah, it's I like, was like, oh my god, why would you even say that? It's like,
0: it's like we did everything together. From um, home, homecoming the whole nine yards.
1: And then he looks at the dad. Well, yeah, that was a lifetime ago.
0: <laughs> He's like, trying it's, to justify bringing that up. <laughs> it's like, we did everything together. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, yeah, he says it's a lifetime ago. Which, you know, very weird thing to say. Um, <clears throat> I, th- I felt like he bullied him in the past and he was like
1: still doing it to this day type of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I-, I thought that this was going to I mean I didn't think it because I'd seen the movie before but um, you know it it, it might have been a good twist in here to be like Jeff and Gus or like Gus is Jeff's real father like that would have been something yeah. interesting. Um. I feel yeah, like-
1: I could have seen it.
0: Yeah, like I mean, I, I've seen this movie many times, but I I could see people thinking that, you know, yeah, as it starts because even th- start
1: the, um the movie theory right now.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> we just need to start a YouTube channel and just post like our uh, random theories we come up with, even though they make no sense. But um, I mean, I'm looking at a picture that
1: some some hold some weight.
0: I was gonna say I'm looking at a picture of Edward Furlong and Clancy Brown, and I, I could see the similarities. I can't, twins. Really, I can't really see them; other oh, they're twins. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, maybe not twins, but
0: <laughs> they look uh similar, you know. So that that could have been something. Yeah. and especially because they team up at the end of the movie for some reason.
1: Oh yeah, he goes evil for like ten minutes because he wants his mom back.
0: Yeah. Yeah that that whole thing at the end. He of the even movie. has that
1: evil smile and everything. I was that like, evil, oh my god, <laughs> that,
0: evil, that evil smile was terrible. Like you didn't even have to make him do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and he it, came pretty quick too. All his mom had to do was laugh at him for getting an axe swung at him. He was like, oh, you know what? Never mind. <laughs>
0: well, I think he saw her face melting too, and it's like, oh, she's not, she's not real. Uh, you know that was actually done so well. I was gonna say I actually she, really no, she liked was
1: her. like I like guess she was embalmed, obviously, so when the fire starts, you start to see her like melting I'm like i I really liked that,
0: yeah, and i I think the um like where she was melting, like where it split, I think that was where she got like burnt on the fence, yeah, because they show that early mm-hmm. on that she kind of like falls on she falls like face first onto the fence and there's like a black line on there and i think that's. yeah i think that's where she starts melting so that's actually very well done like you said mm-hmm. yeah i like that um yeah so so uh gus commits the ultimate sin in any movie where so i mean first off he's fingering his wife at the dinner table and you know you don't you don't you don't want to do that <laughs> Not necessarily at the no. dinner. Not necessarily at the dinner table, but you know, close enough to the dinner table. Yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah, so sometimes
1: it's appropriate, sometimes it's not. Yeah. Not when you're this particular time it was not.
0: <laughs> not when your stepson's there. You gotta you gotta refrain. Yeah. Um just a little. Yeah. So uh, she, or, yeah, so they're doing that, and it's like he's an abusive stepfather, and you know th- this this poor poor kid Drew. He's just trying to eat dinner, and he's like, "Hey, I thought we were gonna we were gonna cut back on on our food," and he calls him like flabby or something like that. I forget, mm-hmm. I forget exactly what he said. He pretty much calls him fat, and it's yeah. like it's like this poor actor. <laughs> <laughs> three roles and two of the three, you're just your your whole character is just that you're you're fat. So
1: Yeah it's not it's not fair. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, so I mean you get the vibe that he's kind of an abusive stepfather or it it if if not physically abusive, he's like mentally abusive. Yeah. Um Yeah, so
1: Especially because he said that sometimes he wants him to die.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Drew does say that to, to Jeff. Um, yeah, so, like I said, he does commit the ultimate sin because Gus is uh, trying to sleep with his wife that night. And then the dog gets into the rabbit cage and, you know, the sex must not have been that great if the dog getting into the rabbit cage is enough to interrupt it. Um Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so he gets mad, he goes out and shoots the dog. And Yeah, this this ballad that plays over the dog dying is absolutely hilarious. Um I I will say though that the um like seeing the dog die and seeing Drew like crying about the dog, uh, you know, it almost made me uh a tear. <laughs>
1: It's very sad.
0: Yeah, and
1: it's, the act—it was—it was like very well done.
0: Yeah, like this—this this dog, might like be,
1: even this dog is like putting on a performance.
0: It's—it's it's like they trained this dog to know what mortality is. <laughs> yeah, and he is just putting on the performance of a lifetime. This is the best dog actor that I've ever seen in my life. Um, the,
1: yeah, it's right up, right up there with the cat and. The remake, and did you see that they put the cat on the red carpet?
0: <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Now that you mention it, I, d- I do remember seeing that. Um.
1: Oh yeah, end up there with Black Philip, Black Philip, the pet cemetery cat, and Zowie. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm talking about just dogs. This is the best dog actor <laughs> of all time. But yeah, yeah. although apparently Black Philip was uh, a <laughs> was <laughs> problematic <laughs> I, actor. <laughs> <laughs> caused a lot of chaos behind the scenes So
1: That's okay because his performance Was second to none
0: Yeah <laughs> But um The good thing is uh, Is that you know this dog got some treats After he put on this performance So yeah Can't feel too bad but yeah this this Ballad that plays over the dog dying <laughs> It kind of like lessens the blow Cause it's like It's like what is this music um yeah i forget the song but yeah it's it's like hilarious um yeah so he so so drew has to bury the dog he goes to to uh edward furlong the next day and is like i'm covered in blood and my my dog needs buried can you help me (laughs) and it's like without any you know without any questions it's just like yeah i'll help you bury him let me go get my shovel (laughs) It's like, you're not going to ask why your friend is just covered in blood.
1: Covered in your dog's blood. Yeah. You just met him, too, so you don't know. He didn't know his story yet.
0: Yeah, like this could be, you know, like the dog killer from under the Silver Lake. You don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he grew up being, because that movie does take place in Hollywood. So it's like... Jason Mag- oh, yeah. Jason McGuire turned into the dog killer in Under the Silver Lake. He was inspired by his role in Pet Cemetery too. Couldn't find work because he got tight casted in- into being a fat kid in movies. He grew up to be insane and just kills dogs in Hollywood. <laughs> I feel like we just uh, feel like I just made an origin story for Under the Silver Lake.
2: That's perfect. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, so they bury the dog, and it's like... It is like, no, I... We can't bury him in the pet cemetery. We gotta go to the Indian... Brave... Like, the old Indian graveyard or whatever, because this, this urban legend that happened three years ago <laughs> has, uh... Has been going around town that... I guess if you bury things there, they come back. Um... I will, I will say another good thing about this movie is it has some impressive cinematography that I would not expect from a straight to VHS movie. Mm -hmm. Like that scene when they, they first go to the pet cemetery and you just see that possum kind of hanging, hanging out. Yeah. It kind of zooms out and you see like, you know how chaotic the pet cemetery is like, that's great. Um, when they go to the, uh, the, the Indian graveyard and it kind of like zooms out and then you can see like all the rocks that are making that pattern or whatever. Yeah. That's great. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect it from this movie and even like some of the shots of, uh, like zombie Zowie, like it, it actually looks terrifying. Mm-hmm. and it's uh yeah i just wouldn't expect it in this movie
2: um, yeah i i agree
1: um especially the possum awesome scene i like that part mm-hmm.
0: um yeah and it, it's they do this weird thing where when drew is on his way home like Gus is riding in the cop car and picks him up and it's like hey where have you been all night like I had to bury my dog, and Gus is just like, "Well, you know, son, life is about lessons." It's like you 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 shot this dog, and that's the the lesson. What what lesson is there to be learned here?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's nothing.
0: I mean, I I I guess it's like, you know, to keep your dog out of the rabbit cage,
1: but well, that's a very specific lesson.
0: But the funny thing is. Drew had the dog inside, and then Gus was like, I don't remember inviting Zowie to dinner. You got to go take her outside. And yeah, it's so it, like it, it's Gus's fault. If, yeah. he, if he wouldn't have kicked Zowie out, none of this would have happened. But, um,
1: he's just trying to be petty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, we get our first, you know, we we see the first time that a dog. Or something returns from the pet cemetery, so he like returns from like or Zoe returns in like zombie form and first I thought he killed all these rabbits. But then it's like Clancy Brown's character is also killing rabbits later on. So
1: Did you see that very awkward scene where the rabbit was humping? the other one and he's just like watching
0: yeah he's just like laughing at it
1: and he's like stroking the other rabbit in his hand yeah i'm like um what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing and can you stop
0: (laughs) yeah i mean in in his defense that was uh zombie clancy brown so
1: that was before he died oh was it yeah
0: oh Oh, I, I I was thinking... It...
1: After after he died, he was just like snapping their necks and skinning them.
0: Okay, I thought that happened during that time.
1: No, he was fully functional.
0: <laughs> yeah, so maybe he just gets off on watching rabbits get off. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's like they... So, so Zari returns in the middle of the night, like I said, and it's like she has these wounds, or like the bullet wound, obviously. And it's like we just need to call the vet, which is Jeff's father, Chase. Um, and it's like I it it it's funny because Drew says that he t- he tells Chase that some psycho got trigger happy or something and shot the dog. And yeah, what's funny is that like Chase can't find a heartbeat on this dog. And it's like, he's just dumbfounded. And, I mean, on, on one hand, like, it makes sense in the context of this movie that this wouldn't make sense. But it's like, yeah, it, it's just funny that a vet is unable to find a heartbeat because it just comes across that he's incompetent of being a vet. But,
1: yeah.
2: Um, I also love uh, how it
0: randomly turns Halloween and uh drew gets grounded for uh for apparently lying that he buried his dog he's just grounded <laughs> <laughs> um it's like you lied about your dog dying so now you can't go out on halloween but um amanda who is That's drew's strange mom, yeah amanda who is uh drew's mom is kind of like more sympathetic obviously and kind of overrides us and is like yeah you can go out on Halloween here you could be at Dracula (laughs) (laughs) and it's like they even put like the black on his hairline and it just looks hilarious yeah um and it's, it's also funny that Jeff is like Jason for like half a second and it's like a very generic Jason costume that they can't get sued for And he takes off the mask, like, very quickly, just so, you know, they can't get sued for using using Jason's likeness in a movie. It's kind of funny. Um, Yeah, so... um, Yeah, so I guess they're all meeting at the Pet cemetery because I guess that's what you do in this town, is you just have, like, a... Get together on Halloween at the pet cemetery, even though you know things come back to life. Um,
1: and they had to tell the story, apparently. Yeah, or an exaggerated yeah. version.
0: Yeah. So what? What's weird is that they kind of prank Jeff, and this like dummy comes down and scares him, and he thinks it's his mother. Yeah, and and they like it walk- was like just like her. Yeah, they like laugh at him for like, you know, make fun of him for having a dead mother. And then it's like, oh, we'll just sit at the campfire with these guys. And it's like, you don't need to be friends with them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like they so, so Gus gets off work early and kind of catches Amanda lying and letting Drew go out on Halloween. So he goes to the pet cemetery and you know it—it's it, like the worst dubbing I've ever seen in my life.
2: Because,
0: because, <laughs> Brown is saying like, "You guys better not be drinking," but you can't even see his mouth moving. Um. So it, I didn't even notice? Did you notice that? No. Oh, yeah, it's um, it it's pretty bad. It, it's like a different audio tone than the rest of the scene. It's kind of like that scene with Tina in Halloween 5 where it's very much added For in. Her,
1: everything with her in the car.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's very much after the fact that it was added in. Um Yeah, so I mean, I guess the idea is that you bear your own and then, like, it protects you, I guess. Which I'm not sure how accurate that is, because I don't think that's that happens in the previous one.
1: I think... If you bury your own, they come back. But I don't think you actually get protected by it because they try to kill him
2: anyways. Well, Zowie, Maybe that's legend. Well, Zawi definitely protected Drew up until the end. Did did um?
0: When did when did Zawi attack Drew?
1: When he was running out of the house.
0: Oh. Oh, maybe that's because Zombie Clancy Brown was like they're this the same. Like, they're they're yeah. they zombies, so it's like Zowie is now loyal to zombies. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So they. Um, yeah. So there's this cool scene where uh like, us is attacking Drew and then Zowie attacks. Us and kind of, like, bites his throat and bites his neck out and kills him. And... They should have just left him. Yeah, it's, it's like, this is this is your, your ticket out. Like, you don't have to bury the psychopath and bring him back to make him even worse. You just be like, oh, he was... The dog killed... Like, the dog's already dead anyway.
1: Yeah, it's or just be, like, be like...
0: Some animal attacked him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, they choose to bury him in the Pet cemetery. And then
1: he just... it caused catastrophe through the rest of the movie.
0: Yeah, he just casually comes back and...
1: And this happens very late into the movie, too. Yeah. That stuff. It was, what, like 45 minutes in? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean...
1: I thought that was crazy. Because the pacing is still very good, despite that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like...
1: Unlike Halloween H two O, for example, where you definitely feel the runtime.
0: Yeah, even though that movie's eighty minutes long, it's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, why has it taken this like long we, for stuff
0: to happen? We were just dragging our feet for things to happen in that movie, and yeah, that movie is just terrible. Um, yeah, so that yeah, they bury him, and it's like he kind of comes back, and the same the same night, it's it 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 it's like hilarious how over the top clancy brown has decided to play this role um it's like this this performance yeah. isn't worthy or sorry this this movie isn't worthy of this performance um especially cuz he's doing the main accent too so it's like he's the only one actually taking this movie seriously yeah and I was cracking up when he walked up the steps and just kind of fell and was just like laughing at himself. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and he goes upstairs, and it's uh, very heavily implied that he rapes his wife, which is unfortunate because that's not. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank God it cuts, and it's not like graphic, but yeah, it 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 is implied. Um. Another thing I wanted to mention, like what's up with this uh taxidermist in this movie?
1: Apparently he was in the first one or something.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's the vibe I got that he was he was the vet in the first movie. But he's just kind of like you know, taking eyes out of the pug and like stuffing animals and he's like only there
1: he's to like, Oh, you would you would look better with blue eyes or something. Yeah. Just there would be weird.
0: <laughs> it's like he's only there to deliver like cryptic lines, and to put some more grunge music in here, because you know, had, like when yeah, <laughs> when Chase leaves, there's just like grunge music, um, you know, blasting through the movie.
1: Well, well, I found his IMDb, and he was not in the first one.
0: Oh, I wonder if the
1: Maybe the character was.
0: Okay, yeah, that's what I was confused because they they treat or they they say that he was the vet in the first movie, or not the first movie, but they say he was a vet in the town, and that he mm-hmm. that he has you know experience in dealing with this type of stuff.
2: Um. Yeah, so let's talk
0: about uh one of the greatest scenes. Oh, no, no, we'll, we'll get there. Let's talk about the dinner scene at first. The disgusting dinner scene. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I remember watching this movie when I was 10 years old. This movie turned me off the mashed potatoes for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, this Clancy Brown is just... First off, there's a big bowl of mashed potatoes. He licks mashed potatoes that are on the spoon and just puts the spoon back in. That, that's like that yeah. th- that that creepy uncle at like, um, like birthday parties or something or like Thanksgiving dinner who pretends to eat food off of your plate.
1: I was gonna say here mind to somebody else too, but I'm not gonna say it on the air, even though they won't
0: hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. <clears throat> um. Yeah, but um.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So he. He's like
1: just somebody we know in our personal life. Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> yeah. So he he kind of like shoves his mouth full of mashed potatoes and is just like laughing. And it's like he then he it, had like, to add
1: the beans to it too.
0: Yeah, and he's like opening his mouth and you see like the chewed up food. And you could tell Jeff and Drew were kind of just like laughing at it, just to kind of not get
1: kind of try to play along, like
0: not yeah, not make him angry or something, like. I don't want him to kill me, so I'm going to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it 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 ruined mashed potatoes for me for, like, the longest time.
1: Um. Yeah, I I used to not eat them for years, too. I only decided eating them, like, five years ago.
0: <laughs> because of this scene?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And <laughs> I, I don't like green foods, either. Maybe that's why.
0: No. I don't know. I like green beans. Um, Well,
1: I mean, I I don't know what these are. They're like peas or whatever, but it's still disgusting. Yeah, I don't like green food.
0: (laughs) I I hate peas. Um, Yeah, so it's it's also implied that they're eating the rabbits. Did you notice that? No. So it's this. It's a very weird cut. So first off, I don't know why he would be killing these rabbits because he sells them. (laughs) and then it shows him like breaking the necks of these rabbits and then it shows the meat on the on the plate. So I think it's uh, I think it's implied that it's rabbit meat. But I'm not I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's what it is.
1: Um do people eat that? That's so what I was going to say. Normally
0: so I was going to ask if normal people eat rabbit. Because I think there's not a lot of meat in a rabbit, so no. I don't know. I don't know if that was it might have been just like a trick of the camera to like kind of gross you out and be like, yeah, you're dead Here's some meat. <laughs> maybe it was like, yeah, maybe it, maybe. Maybe it was like that. But I, I, I took it as it was implied they were eating the rabbit. But yeah, now that, I'm, now that I mention it, I don't think that was the case. Uh, feel free to tweet us if you know what they were eating in this
1: movie.
0: <laughs> I'll, uh, All you chefs out there have to call mary lambert and (laughs) figure out what they were eating and And ask her pet cemetery too um so another thing that that was weird so keep in mind i don't know much about pet cemetery movies um like in in the remake and in the first one do the animals like make people dream or is that just exclusive to this one
1: I think it's exclusive to this one.
0: Okay. Yeah, because it's really bizarre. Like, so Zowie is staying with Chase and Jeff because Chase is the vet. And Jeff has, like, these dreams of his mother kind of like in the room. And it's, it's like, we'll be together soon and blah, blah, blah. And then it's revealed that Zowie is kind of like sitting in the rocking chair where Renee was sitting in the dream. Yeah. Then <laughs> it gets it gets worse than that. Chase has a dream that his he's sleeping with his wife, and it is very uh graphic and we see every detail. Not not every detail, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Enough detail. They,
0: they just show penetration in Pet Cemetery too. Um <laughs> you know, but um yeah, so like you see her you see her boobs and whatnot. And then it kind of like pans up, and you see that it's Renee, but her head is uh, Zowie, and it's like I don't I don't know if they play it off that Chase just can't stop, or if if he's being raped, which was implied earlier that these zombies do. Yeah, but yeah, it's like good luck editing that for TV. I don't I don't even know if they showed that on the sci fi channel when I saw this at first,
2: yeah, I don't remember
0: um, yeah, so now I guess we could talk about um the uh a scene in the history of cinema, okay so this is where half the budget of this movie went, so this chase scene
1: so it was the death scene Sorry. right before it, too, that was really good. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they split up. Yeah. And the bully comes back. Apparently, he's so mad about Halloween gone wrong. So he decides that he's going to spin his bicycle wheel and, like.
2: I don't even know what the ultimate goal was
1: there.
0: Oh. I mean, I, I guess he he says that he was going to break his nose, so he was going to shove Jeff's or Jeff's nose into the uh, bike tire. And then while well, it's yeah, and then Zombie Gus shows up, and it, there's there's actually a cool shot where you see him kind of like walking in the background.
1: Yeah, I noticed um, that.
0: I don't know how he knew this was going on. Um,
2: it was probably just following. Yeah, I don't know
1: it following because they were hanging out.
0: Unless this is the beginning of Jeff and Gus's friendship, (laughs) and they were kind of like hanging, they were hanging out prior to this. I don't know. They they never really say like when they became friends,
1: because he was with Drew, and then they they separated to go home.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the yeah, and then they just yeah. This bully, whose name is Clyde, he. yeah, he just says that... I think he says he, he was just fucking with Jeff. And, yeah. And Gus gets, like, the dirt bike and, you know, like, revs the tires and everything. And then he Clyde is like, what are you doing? And then Gus is like, I'm just fucking with you. And then he just shoves the tire into Clyde's face. and uh, Yeah, this
1: guy gets caught in. We don't see it, obviously, because you know these type of horror movies don't have on-screen deaths. Yeah. There was yeah. on it was on screen enough. Yeah. And I that scene always stuck with me.
0: Yeah. I mean it, it it's implied enough for it to be unsettling. Um yeah. And like I think it I like I think things like that most of the time are better than kind of just showing his head being devoured. Yeah. Cuz it's like you kind of just create like what you think would be worst case scenario in your head, and instead of actually seeing what's going on, because sometimes like the things you create in your head are more scary than how it would actually play out. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and Drew sees this.
1: Yeah, he stumbles upon and this, this leads <laughs> leads to this big chase because he has witnessed a murder, so now Gus is gonna go after him. Yeah, since he saw it, he was gonna go after him eventually, anyways. But I think this was his like a big reasoning.
0: It's it's also confusing because why did they bury Clyde in the pet cemetery? Like they had no reason of doing that. And
1: he, oh, that was Gus that did that just to. Yeah, that, probably just to.
0: That's what I was wondering. Like, maybe it's like a thing that. Zombie like zombies want more zombies, I guess, so they keep burying. I people. guess so. I don't know. Um this movie's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. Um Yeah, and like you said, that there's the chase scene and it's like This this is where uh Amanda finally sees how crazy Gus is and uh isn't this when Zowie attacks Drew, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he kind of uh, he, he like leaves, and Amanda's getting home, and then Drew gets in the car, and is like, "Gus is trying to kill me," and Clancy Brown jumps on the hood of the car, <laughs> and you know, I was just putting on the performance of a lifetime here.
1: Some of the scene, some of it was cringy.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I like how he a- like, he actually you have your to an
1: attorney, but you won't need one because you'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's going on this monologue.
0: Yeah. About reading uh, him as rights. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he gets in the, the cop car and chases them. And it's like he catches up to them. And this is the greatest crash in the history of cinema. Because uh, Drew and Amanda crash their car into a truck filled with potatoes. Yeah. And it's like you, you see it from every angle. These potatoes are falling, so it's like <laughs> it's, so many potatoes. It's like this was their one time to uh, really, you know, show show off any type of uh, you know, like action in this movie. And yeah, they,
1: yeah, this was the big moment.
0: Yeah, and, and <laughs> they show these potatoes falling from every which angle. Um, I was actually surprised because I saw this a few years ago for the first time in years and i totally forgot that drew died here and i remember being like oh they killed off uh <laughs> they killed off like the main character um like probably one of the best things about the movie would be him and yeah they 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 killed him and his mother off and
1: yeah he almost felt like the main kid for a little bit
0: yeah it's it's uh it's weird cuz i think he like Jason McGuire is better in this movie than Edward Furlong was. Um, I don't know. if That's just because, you know, Edward Furlong is like kind of annoying in this movie. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they kill him off, and then the movie just
1: it's because of that creepy smile.
0: Yeah, that's why the other kid was better. <laughs> yeah. So they kill him off, and it's like this movie takes a drastic change in tone, and. It's like, Drew died, and then Jeff and Gus are revealed to be working together. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, like, why would you work with him now he just killed your best friend?
0: Like, the the movie almost, like, turns into something else. Because Chase goes upstairs to tell Jeff about uh, Drew dying. I think that's what he does. And Well, I
1: guess there was a little, like, time jump, because I mentioned something about a funeral it's like, oh, did you see Gus at the funeral? Apparently he was acting weird, obviously.
0: Oh, okay. That would would have been an interesting scene to see.
1: (laughs) So I'm assuming maybe they decided to work together at the funeral. He was like, sorry about your friend. Can't bring him back because he got crushed by a semi-truck, but I'll bring your mom back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't... um... Yeah, I mean that that would have been something cool to see. Would be, um, Edward and Edward Furlong and Clancy Brown kind of teaming up at the the funeral, you know. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Gus acting weird at the funeral like that would have been something, you know, interesting. I guess.
1: Guess I didn't want to push to the um hour fifty two hour mark.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this. So instead,
1: instead we get another fight scene with the dad and Zowie. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I hate that dog.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Chase goes to Gus's house because, you know, uh, the caretaker calls Chase and is like, "I saw Gus digging up the grave of your wife," and it, <laughs> it's like, this is the weirdest thing I've seen since the Creeds dug up their their boy, and it's like,
1: since the last time it happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like this town just has a history of people digging up graves. <laughs> stealing bodies (laughs) and this guy just keeps seeing it and keeps letting it happen um
1: he thought it was normal that she needed to be exhumed until he put put her in the back of his truck and then he was like oh wait that's not normal anymore yeah
0: Yeah, um (laughs) yeah so jeff is upstairs and it's like he like builds like a shrine for his mother or something And he's like, "What are you doing up here?" And he's like, "I'm just waiting for mom to get home." And yeah, Edward Furlong just turns in this role into something it didn't need to be, and now he's like a creepy kid who's trying to just revive his mom. And
1: yeah, that lasts for a good ten minutes.
0: Yeah, and like I don't know, it's probably the worst part of the movie because it just turns into something else. And I mean, it's it's shot very well and everything, but yeah, I mean we. We talked yeah. about this earlier where it's like she um, is like melting from her or she got burnt earlier. And yeah, the mom comes back and everything. And it's they throw in that line where from the first movie where it's like sometimes dead is better um, because I guess her idea is for them all to die and then they could be a family or something.
1: Yeah, because that all that all come back because she would just bury them there too
0: yeah yeah I, I don't know but yeah she so clyde comes back to um because like i said they buried him in the pet cemetery um she or er, he he like attacks jeff and he he dies by like getting a cord shoved in his throat and kind of just gets electrocuted uh that, it's
1: yeah a, and his head yeah, explodes
0: that's actually pretty great um mm-hmm. yeah and then his his mom kind of just sets the house on fire and Yeah, so it's kinda how the movie ends And
1: Yeah, another house fire. Yeah. Um because Gus had his house on fire too.
0: Yeah. Uh we we haven't talked about one of the, the best scenes in this movie. It's the the in memoriam tribute as the movie ends. Oh yeah.
1: because <laughs> So they're leaving town again, so they're moving again. Mm-hmm. And they, they take this lonely highway. <laughs> and then we get this montage of people we lost from the start of the movie to the end. Yeah,
0: and It's like whether they were good.
1: <laughs> Which is kind of weird how they chose to pay tribute to Clyde.
0: <laughs> what did they do with him? I don't remember.
1: They showed him too, and he was like, he was the bully. Mm-hmm. That would be like, you know, in Scary Stories. It, they, they do something like that. And then they show Tommy amongst friends that we've lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like they show Gus, too. And it's like, he was he was the villain of the movie. And you're paying
1: tribute. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think they showed Zowie.
0: No, I don't think so. <laughs> Just the people. But it's like...
1: <laughs> Even the bad people.
0: But it's funny, because the movie ends like... In the cemetery, kind of, and then it's like they show this. They show them leaving town, and they show the montage, and it's like you were yeah. Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> like, what are you trying to? What are, What are you trying to do?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the reason for that was. Yeah,
0: like I—I I don't know. You—you were you, you Pet Cemetery too, and you were <laughs> of all movies, and you were. Trying to make us feel this emotional connection to these characters. Uh, Just just end the movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just show them driving away and that's it. See, they did that in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. But the way that was done was, like, beautiful.
0: Well, it was, like... In a way. It it, it kind of made sense because it went back to the first movie, too.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, well, this is very depressing. Credits because we're seeing like the crime scene photos. Yeah, I think he he's done that before.
0: I think so. But yeah, like it it wasn't like uh in memoriam, and you didn't see like you know Drew smiling and remembering better times. <laughs> it yeah, it was like you know just a normal
1: yeah. In that movie, like- it was like. Tragic and this one that's just like cheesy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's
1: and like what are, what are we trying to prove? Yeah,
0: it's it's hilarious. I mean between the potatoes and you know, Chase sleeping with a with a dog woman and the end credits, it's like I don't know. I just have a soft spot for this movie even though it's you know, not necess- that's one it's else. not necessarily <laughs> good or anything. And it's just over the top. But yeah, I I really
1: It's like a, a fun yearly Halloween visit.
0: Yeah, it's like we have a <laughs> and and it makes sense too, because it there's like a brief stop on Halloween night in this movie. For yeah. some reason. <laughs> um even though it it could easily be just like a summer night where kids go out or something. Yeah. So, just, just throw Halloween in here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's just set the time.
0: Yeah, yeah like, I'm, I'm fully aware that people don't like this movie, and you know, I totally understand, because it's so, like, bizarre and different from the first movie, but... Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh... It's not bad. To me, It, it it's just a hilarious fun time. Yeah. yeah. This is the second year in a row I watched it around this time of year, and... You know, I, I watched it like four or five years ago too, and yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's just hilarious. But um, yeah, I think that's all I got for Pet Cemetery. Um, know, would you like to give a um a, a star rating to this movie?
2: I put like two and a half.
0: Okay, yeah, I gave it three stars, maybe
1: or like solid two and a half. Yeah. Like, just because you rate a movie two and a half doesn't mean it's bad or you don't want to watch it ever again or something. Yeah,
0: like, I think this... Like, I gave it three stars, and, like, I'm very aware that this movie is bad and everything, but it's it's also mm-hmm. hilarious.
1: Yeah, because those movies I'll rate, like, two stars, and I'll still like it. Yeah. Now, the one-star ones and one and a half, those are the ones I'm not going to revisit. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that's all I got for this movie. Do you have anything else?
2: No, I think I'm good too. Okay.
0: Would you like to uh jump into our recommendations?
1: Uh-oh. I don't think I'm running out of recommendations. It's time to recommend
2: some things you and me were recommending.
0: Yeah, it's difficult when you do two podcasts a week to find things to recommend.
1: I recommend the Samir After Dark podcast.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> two professional movie critics discuss horror movies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, I recommend Rob Zombie's Thirty One, and I recommend it for one reason. Father Murder.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I rewatched that last week, too. And it's bad. There's a couple good things going on in there.
1: Yeah. There's a movie hidden in there. It's just...
2: It's depressing that... It fell
1: apart so much. I hate the ending. But Malcolm McDowell was hilarious.
2: Yeah. And he's wearing a powdered wig.
0: That's great.
1: Yeah. The powder wig trio is honestly like the best part about that movie and Sherry Moon Zombie.
0: hmm I don't even really like Sherry Moon Zombie in that movie. I don't know why. I think that's her worst performance in any of his movies.
1: I love her in House of a Thousand Corpses. I think I'm actually going to remember the movie this time.
0: Yeah, like she's good in pretty much everything else.
2: But... Mm-hmm. The Munsters. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to recommend the movie, uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Um, we talked about it on our Halloween Ends episode because it's, um, it was one of the movies that was that inspired that movie. Um,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: it's about this um, this kid whose whole family gets in a car accident and they all die. So he has to grow up and live with his aunt. And she's like very um possessive of him. Like even as he's growing up to be an adult and everything, she's like very possessive of him and doesn't want mm-hmm. him to grow up and like start his own life and you know.
1: Oh yeah, just like Halloween ends.
0: Yeah, just like Corey Cunningham and Halloween ends.
2: Corey Icon.
0: To a lesser extent, it it is like Laurie <laughs> and Allison too. So yeah yeah uh I think it's on shutter, I think I watched it last week and it's, it's
2: pretty good, so
1: yeah, I want to watch it. I'm just i running out of days well, I could obviously watch them, not in October, yeah yeah it it is it, because it, um, it's not a Halloween movie, is
2: it? uh no. Oh, yeah, so I guess I just watch that randomly. Yeah. yeah, it's uh it's it's a pretty good movie. I recommend checking it out. Um
0: yeah, I think that's all I have for this episode. Uh do you have anything mm-hmm. else? No. All right. So uh next week on the podcast on Friday, we're planning on putting out an episode on uh Terrifier Two. I guess what we're doing. Yes. And then on Sunday, which would be October 30th, we are putting out an episode on uh, the rank. We're going to rank the Halloween franchise. You got to figure out when we're going to record those episodes, by the way. But
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: that's that's the plan for next week. We're ranking the Halloween episodes on Sunday. And on Thursday, we are doing uh, Terrifier 2. So like I said, we we kind of happened to accidentally see it like within a day of each other. So we already had this episode planned, so we kind of just walked into this one too. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, you can follow us on uh, social media. We are uh, on Instagram. We are at Santamira After Dark. On uh, Twitter. We are at Santamira AD Pod, and uh, through there you can find our personal uh, social media accounts. Until next time, I'm Jeremy.
1: I'm Stephen, and Curfew is now in session.